take it away, Jacques. Are you, you going to share your screen? Yes, I figured out how to do this. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that another like a uh, computer that you have signed in to the Jamboard? Yeah, so I've, I've been I've been signing in for my my iPad because it has the camera. Yeah. But um, my computer has the bigger screen, and I just have like a Mac Mini, so I yeah. just now I'm joined from the, the Mac. Yeah. So gotcha. I'm gonna share my screen. It says it's just participate ah, screen. My bad. Every time. <laughs> yeah, I was um, explaining the whole concept of the decentralized autonomous education system um, to some friends um, uh, like two days ago, sort of thing. But um, <laughs> it's funny, like, <laughs> They kind of they couldn't click with the, the concept. And when I said, Oh, we're building a virtual school, they're like, ah, why don't you just say that to begin with? <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, on that um on that note as well, uh talking to a few people about what they think um financial literacy means, and they gave me all sorts of kind of answers and stuff. Um, yep. a lot of it was to do with just knowing what economic terms and and stuff like that meant. So I was yep. like, okay, well. How about this? And he's like, oh, okay. So you're talking more about personal finance. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe if we are talking about personal finance, maybe we should actually start using those words because financial literacy, I got zero hits on, <laughs> on what that actually uh, meant to people. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's funny, isn't it? Because it's, oh, hang on, admit. Uh... Yeah, there are some great um, thinking routines or structures that can help clarify what people are thinking about those things um one can be um what do you think you know about financial literacy yeah that's exactly what i asked you know, yeah but <laughs> yeah. watch that what do you know about it oh bloody hell i know nothing but if you yeah. say what do you think you know what questions have you got about it what would you like to explore about financial literacy that gives a way in that's not confrontational in any way that make them feel someone really like they're really dumb <laughs> yeah yeah Definitely. Well, that, well, and that's that's kind of the goal, right? Like having getting to a consensus over that because it means so much to so many different people, and there's a whole there's a whole lot of nonsense out there, really. So it's yeah. it's cutting cutting through that. Um, so I mean, yeah, no, I've I've done the same, Jeremy, and it's <laughs> it's fascinating actually to hear people's different takes on like what that means, uh, particularly like the like we were saying uh, last week or the week before. Um, People kind of taking offense to what well, I'm, I'm not financially illiterate, but <laughs> we all kind of are, right? <laughs> I'm back. Just all right. Thinking about all this, just a, a quick comment. Um, <clears throat> oops, sorry, Jack. Um, yeah, I find that with financial literacy, like a lot of other topics, um, that I feel that like I didn't learn about at school like medicine, let's say, for example, how to look after your body, how to like all these things that you never, you learned about history, but not what, how bad sugar is, for example, for you. Mm. As we grow older, we start to realize that we are lacking, maybe not so much in encyclopedic knowledge on those issues, but on specifics. So for example, someone might go to the doctor and say, I've got a headache, a doctor, what, what can I, uh, what can you do to fix my headache? So say a specific thing that he's asking his doctor, instead of saying, 
I don't believe I am medically literate. Um, <laughs> how can I begin? It's the same thing with finance. So you might go to your the, the check the, uh, the checker or, or the let's say it says you go to a bank teller and you might say I want to open up an account and you ask the bank teller I want something with good interest rate maybe a term deposit instead of asking I'm not financially literate how can you help me right so I find that the conversation usually with people that are curious about Bitcoin and those new methods of making payments um, they understand for example the problem of inflation and they've heard somewhere that cryptocurrency and specifically bitcoin actually they, they'll say bitcoin instead of saying cryptocurrencies i've heard somewhere that they can help with the situation so they might ask a specific question how can bitcoin uh, protect my my savings instead of saying I need to understand more about how finance works. So I'm just throwing that out there because sometimes as educators, I find that with myself, we come up with big plans on how to educate the world and turn everyone into scientists and researchers. But in fact, what they're looking for is something very specific to help them solve an, an acute problem. Yep. So I thought since we're talking about curriculum, I, I'd throw that out there. To, to express my, my own frustrations with all sorts of types of knowledge, including um, medicine and uh, engineering mm -hmm. and, and uh, legal stuff. So I'll go to my lawyer and say, I've got this specific thing, could be, for example, about um, uh, I know a, a property transfer, but I'm not going to ask him to, to explain to me the whole theory of property and um, uh, the legal system around it, but okay, what documents do I need, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And uh, since Michelle is here, I'm going to switch my audio over. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, so I'll stop here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, back that's to I think I think you're right. I think that the key difference, I suppose, between like financial literacy and everything else is that we're kind of forced to use it for everything. Like, so you you you, you have to um, sort of know what money is, or um, it's kind of assumed that you do, and nobody kind of does. Like, it's just weird yeah, sort of paradox right yeah. um but yeah maybe language yeah i mean 100 language is the <laughs> is the key to hey, explain <laughs> yeah i think that's kind of a perfect segue to today then i mean fundamentally this whole marketing aspect of this the strategy of this is to figure out how we actually go out to the community and the public and talk about this in a specific way with the like the underlying theme being um, financial illiteracy. So I think those like these these insights of, of what actually resonates with people will be perfect for this. Um, so with this step, we really want to develop the conceptual marketing strategy to help define how the community is going to promote the work of the days. Um, so we're going to be defining what the types of things that we can share and where They'll, they'll be shared. I mean, we've talked about a lot of different really cool platforms that I've never heard of. So I think this will be a perfect time to put them in the right area. And then as we uh, continue to, to build on this plan, we can uh, like just grow this out as it goes. Uh, on the right side here, it kind of shows the, um, the actual progression that we're going through. We started off uh, at the, the bottom here, B0 mission. That was just when we were defining the overall, like uh, the, the challenge that we were working on. 
B1 community was when we were working through the roadmap and just saying what the community project was. That was the uh, learners building a node as a community project. Last week we did B2 Media that was focusing on the, that was the brand identity. And then now with B3 Now, this is gonna be us focusing on the actual approach to content uh, marketing behind everything. All right, so this will be reviewing the challenges the project's focus, focused on, defining the theme of the content being shared for the marketing strategy, uh, coming up with like a, an ad campaign, uh, you can think of like got milk, but this is for financial literacy. So what are some fun and interesting ways that we can uh, get the word out there, different memes that the community could come up with um, to, to spread the word in fun ways. And then we'll we'll be able to split this up into 10 different categories based on the, the different targets that we wanna uh, keep, our, keep our eyes on based on our priorities. Okay, so this first aspect is just highlighting the, the collective shadow that uh, the project is focused on. And this is from like the, the Jungian, Carl Jung perspective. So the, the unconscious aspects of society related, or, uh, related to financial literacy, um, confusion and uncertainty. And then these, these were the, the aspects that, were, uh, that we pulled out in the first week. So, and then last week we were talking about financial literacy being inaccessible and some of the specific challenges were inflation. So these are some challenges that we could highlight. Um, people not knowing why it's important. I think we were, Jeremy, you're also coming up with others that people just don't, uh, they don't even know the, the word. Mm. So better, like these are just different challenges that we could keep in mind as we're discussing how this should be approached in, in like content marketing. So are there any other, I mean, Peter, you had some good insights there too. What are some other um, high level challenges that you feel yeah. we should target? Uh, first of all, can you guys hear me? Because I switched microphones. Yep. Yes, good, okay. So I was thinking again, um, drawing from my earlier thoughts, just connecting through with this particular slides and um, I'm thinking that the the main I guess challenge that as educators we have to um, address is why are people in this case interested or we believe are interested in financial literacy and unless a person wants to become some kind of professional in this space they don't re they're not really interested in financial literacy, but they're interested in what they can achieve once they can understand how finance works. It's the same thing about the difference between between someone going to the hardware store to buy a screw. Very few people are interested in the screw or in the drill, but most people would be interested in what they can do with it, like drill a hole in the wall so they can hang um, a picture there. So. So the question here is why would someone be interested in becoming financially literate, right? Um, and again, there, the, everyone is, has got different motivations, but I guess at the, at the bottom is because uh, at, the, at the end of the day, people are interested in financial literacy because they want to avoid bad situations like bankruptcy, for example, 
And on the other end, they want to enable themselves happy times, like the ability to have a holiday, buy a house, uh, a nice fast car, preferably red, and um, <laughs> you know, support the family. But very few people, like the financial advisors, for example, would see financial literacy as the means to the end, like as the thing that they want to do. So I guess we should somewhere, maybe if, if not in this slide, address why we want people to be literate. Since we are talking about things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, uh, I guess we, I'm just throwing out a, 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 like mindstorming here or brainstorming answers to the question why there would be reduce control of my financially financial state from governments and central banks uh, future proof my net worth my today's net worth uh, accumulate more wealth over times to protect my lifestyle so the, these are a few overarching and um, I guess um, generic type of why responses but then we can go down to very specifics like for example uh, um, non-tangible um, products non-fungible non products <laughs> it's a whole new marketplace that is developing and uh, you know my kids understand those things so I'm, I'm starting to have trouble uh, with the influx of emotion so am I missing out on something that I should be aware of so I understand about the house the car the family stuff and all that and holidays but am I starting to miss out on things that are coming into into the financial world that will make an impact to my kids, grandkids, and myself, because I still hope to live for another you know, good few years. Uh, so these are some of the, I guess, things that we can address. And the answers that we give to those questions solidify the importance of what we are doing here with the development of this financial literacy curriculum. So it's not, it's not then, um, it's not hanging on its own. There's a reason why we're doing all this. I think, yeah, it's uh, Peter, I'd like to go go back to what you were saying earlier, um, just thinking the probably the, the best analogy is like digital literacy. So like, you know, for years is like particularly like, you know, um, people in certain industries are like, oh, no, I don't need to be digitally literate. Like the Internet's for nerds. It yeah. doesn't 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 bother me. Like, I don't care. I don't have to do that. That's for kids. And now, and now, and now it's <laughs> everything. Right. Like, so now you can't. You can't do anything if you, if you don't have like digital literacy. I think we're at that point, but maybe you're right. Like the language around it. I think Jill put a really good um, point in the in the chat there about decentralized finance rather than um, yeah financial literacy. So decentralized financial literacy. I like that. And Karen put a bunch of good good points in there as well. I don't know if you want to mention those, Karen. The teachers, are, um, they're already overloaded and under so much pressure, and they're concerned about why, why would we spend time on something that's not assessed, and um, what do I know about it anyway? And and, uh, uh, and I'm trying to think of going back to the why that Jacques put up and thinking about um, how we can connect it in a way that um, educators may be thinking about. And global issues is something that is now a topic that's sometimes discussed and global issues and equity are very important matters and what equity is there in the world and in the classroom in the school mm. and in between independent private catholic school what equity is is there when people um 
just don't have the same things and don't know how to get them and want to get them and things like this. And um, so I'm trying to tie it into different education things or discussions and also thinking about the language again and terminology. When I spoke to someone recently who said, and what are you working on? I said something really interesting about fi financial literacy. She said, oh, I so want my children to learn about financial literacy. And what's it called? And I said, the Bitcoin school. What do you mean the Bitcoin school? Bitcoin's about big money. And I said, crypto cryptocurrency, blockchain, looking at past the coins. And, the <laughs> and, um, and this is someone who is financially literate. And yeah. the terminology, we have to be really how we frame it and market it. Yeah, yeah. And who are we marketing to? Parents, teachers, children? Officials. Everyone. You know, but, you know, just thinking they all take a different take on it because of who they yeah. are. Well, yeah, and it was really crystallised for me, like, uh, just talking to friends who um, I think in Australia, like, there's a lot of people sort of kind of, fat and happy because you know it's a pretty wealthy country but in in countries where you actually sort of um need it so like el salvador i keep going back to that as an example but like that's that's kind of your target you know what i mean people who uh, well people who can sort of see the future so they're like oh this is something that I, I resonates with me and i can see the path of like why this is important um, and then, you know, people who, who are sort of destitute and, and need, need help, need support, and need a, a learning community around that. So many good points in this chat here as well. <laughs> I think, uh, just, just one point, I think um, the re-education re issue is also important. I think uh, hearing about um, what do we need this? Um, like we've, we've, we've been fine with the currency, especially people in Australia. Um, yeah. I like, you know, the RBA having control of my interest rates. It's cool. It, it got me where I am now. Yeah. I find that common in, in a lot of disciplines. But it's like, imagine you have a doctor that says, I know everything there is to know about, you know, brain surgery, because I've been studying this topic for 40 years and it served me well. I don't need to know anything else. And apply that to people in finance. Mm -hmm. uh, their own finance, not necessarily like a banker, but, you know, uh, I built my business from the ground up. I've got like five houses. I'm good, no problem. But things are changing, right? <laughs> so uh, financially, re, um, re uh, relearning finance and how it works uh, mm. in a high tech society, I think that's also a, a why here that we can put in an address. Okay. <laughs> that was really uh, yeah that was that was amazing that was perfect uh a lot of those fit into different buckets here so the the idea here was to start with the the challenge um which some that we threw out were from last week were inaccessible um people are unaware of the use cases uh and some from today are people are unbanked there are just global issues that are tied to financial literacy the inequalities that are within a bankruptcy um so if there's any more that come up through the conversation, I'll just keep coming back to this slide, but I think that's a good place to start off um, awesome. for like the foundation of the marketing. And then this next aspect is related to presence or in, like just like what we're doing now to start working on those challenges. And so like this will be uh, focused on the memes that we'll be sharing to help humanity integrate that collective shadow that we identified. And so like memes are a lot of people think of them as just like money, funny things that people share on Twitter, but ultimately they're like units of culture. It's just, it's kind of like a, a, um, 
just a way of how we transmit information and evolve our culture. So if we can, with that in mind, pulling some of these underlying themes on the left side here from what we talked about last week. So there was uh, the five aspects that Jill, you identified now in understanding relationships and conversations they're all, they're all laid out here. And then also financial literate for the 21st century, building a sense of community. Um, Peter, at the beginning, you were talking about specifics for acute problems. I think this would be a good place to um, talk about the solutions that we can put in place. Um, this is like the high level of what we'll be able to be, what we're gonna be talking about on Twitter and other social media platforms, the, the overall themes here. And just for the, to again, tie to the first week what we were talking about, the way that we'll be using biomimicry in the marketing is to, to just inform the marketing approach in creative ways. And we identified mycelium as the, uh, the approach because of how they facilitate information exchange. So that's kind of just uh, something to keep in the back of our minds as we roll out the strategy. Not necessarily for right now, but just how it's going to be it's something that's going to be involved. So specific concepts, aside from the, the mushroom talk, it's uh, specific concepts that will promote our open source marketing campaign. So people working on the Bitcoin, building a Bitcoin node could be something that people share online. Uh, the Hero Wallet, Open Learning Network, Sure, some others. Um, if we just brought up people wanting to protect their lifestyle, that's something that we could share. Like, what types of things in your life do you want to protect as you become financially literate? Uh, getting free from centralized control. Are there other ideas that you'd like to put out for for a why? I see passive income. I just saw that in the chat. Uh, we might want to put in that um, one on passive income, Jacques. Um, just because when I first came to cryptocurrency, I had no idea that there was opportunity to to work with the idea of staking. That was um, uh, that was a bit of a, a a mind, you know, sort of opener to me with regards to um, obviously there's risk involved, but nevertheless there's still opportunity to um, build like stack sets basically through that idea of 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 um, staking. Great. I'll risk aversion, just being able to, to navigating, navigating risk. Any other ideas for concepts that we can bear on top of these? Open-mindedness. That you're prepared to listen to different ways and new things. I'm going to put this under the themes on the left side. That's really good. Mm. Feel free to throw anything else out or we can keep moving. I think it should be good for now. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, and then this next aspect is music broadly, but through the lens of um, just how we're gonna be, I mean, I always like thinking of the fact that everything in the universe vibrates. So it's gotta be emitting some level of frequency. So all of this is kind of music in some sense. So. How are we going to be tying all these ideas together and sharing them in creative musical ways so the first week this is something we can always we can revisit but there was a book that was going to be related to willpower and that's really just meant to 
to define how we can talk through and maintain a cohesive strategy as we move forward um, for the specifically for the, uh, the marketing and the ad campaign here. So this is, you could think of these as just fun and creative prompts that the, the community could create. Um, so this could relate to the, an, like an ongoing set of posts about benefits of digital literacy or ongoing um, updates of what they're doing in El Salvador so others can learn more about financial literacy in, in cases like that. I think this is something that we can come back to later. Um, just, I mean, we kind of identified most of that in the last slide. So, uh, Jacques, I wonder, sorry to, sorry to interrupt, uh, just no, 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 occurred to me, I wonder if there's any way with this that we could actually connect with, you know, the audience, audio crypto coin um, and some of the work that some of the coins are doing with regards yeah. to, um, you know, sort of the, the the digital form of of Spotify type of thing. Audio is not the only yeah. one. I think there's other ones involved as well. I wonder if we could sort of reach out to. I've, I actually built one years ago called uh, oh. Songcoin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, literally just a fork of BTC. Um, it's probably still like running somewhere. Yeah. We should we should just get that bring that back. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was the idea was just like a tipping mechanism for you know artists or whatever but yeah <laughs> yeah the audience is a cool project mm. yeah so if, if i guess this is really just a space in case sorry karen you just added something in the chat i see yeah see. about experience oh, marketing mm. oh okay my husband would often, um, when he's starting with a new group from wherever, wherever, he might take out a few packets of Tim Tams and snap it in front of everyone, or snap one in front, and pass them around to everyone. What does it taste like? What does it take? What does it make you feel like? And and he would use music all the time, and just the different senses enormously about how does that connect with what message you want to get across. I know it's taking a very left mm. wing, but it was very, very powerful. Do you know what a Tim Tam is, Jacques? I don't. <laughs> Chocolate cookie. <laughs> What's a, even a biscuit? What it's a, a chocolate like a cookie. or a chocolate cookie. <laughs> I thought it was a drum. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, he okay. would have done that too. It's just it's not just what right. you say. It's all the things that impact on you. <laughs> yeah, right. And an aroma of going through the room or whatever, you know. That's great. That's cool. Um, cool. Yeah. And, uh, a way to just think about these, like these memes that people share will be like billboards for the school of Bitcoin and the short clips that people can pair, share on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, they could be just seen as little advertisements that people going through the program could share to, to raise awareness for it. Maybe, maybe throw in uh, virtual school then as well, because it seems to resonate with people. And with kids, kids talking about what they've learned, kids' stories are so powerful. Yes. Yeah, I really like that, Karen. Um, yes. Just just on that, um, I actually can I have we got time just for me to give you a, a little kid story. So I just very quickly, I did a supply teach just recently, and I was thrown in because I'm literature English, um, I'm political, you know, 
political science is my background. So I was thrown into an essential English class, which they came in and the uh, class of 12 boys, they came in and said, we're the dumbest in the school. And they were ready to muck up and be really rude to me because I was only in there for a day. And first thing they did was they stood on the table and they pretended to play with the air conditioning. So it was going to be really challenging and I didn't say anything and I kept really quiet and calm. And then they all got behind their computers and they um, they said, oh, do you know anything about crypto? And they started getting their heads down and I knew that they were crypto, you know, playing with buying crypto basically. And I went, oh, okay. Cool. And, but yeah, and I kind of kept quiet again. They went, you do know something, don't you? And they went from being really antagonistic and really difficult to leaning in. And I had to be really careful that I suddenly wasn't telling them what I really did know, but suddenly we met and there was this conversation where they stopped trying to tell me they were dumber English. And we were actually talking about when they'd purchased. So they're 17 year old boys. They'd been, yeah, they'd been doing working in the pizza shop, earning $14 an hour and putting their $14 an hour into Bitcoin and ETH and all sorts of things since they were in grade eight. Uh, that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> conversation. So they went, they came into the class ready to disrupt, stand on the desk and be really rude to me. They went out, their posture had changed. They said, thanks so much. It was really good to meet you. They all walked out and they were still talking about um, their ideas for what they were going to do and their strategy. They were still dumb as dumb with English. And that was their words, not mine. But it did, that didn't matter. The fact was, we'd connected and they were actually financially literate. And wow. that is, I think, a beautiful testimonial as to how they were bucking and really angry about the system that they were put in and assuming that I was part of that system, but actually realizing that um, there was this bridge between what they wanted to know for their future and what I was prepared to contribute to that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so cool, Jill. It wow. sounds like uh, the next generation of dropouts. Yes. That's really yes. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I think from a teacher's perspective, to open with something like that at an edutech conference, to yeah. get them, just like you say, to get them on board, because teachers are so conservative with their thinking, they're, they're not open-minded in the, in the main. And you can't say that to them because they all go to these coaching sessions to be a growth mindset. But yeah, the yeah. thing that holds a lot of teachers back is unfortunately the legislative curriculum and the feeling that administration are constantly expecting them to build their brand and their brand is about meeting standardized testing routines mm -hmm. um, and, and that then revolves around a whole range of issues that um, feed into behavioral issues but also feed into mental health issues so I think you know what we're doing is so much bigger than just financial literacy and yeah I'm very excited to be part of this group that's awesome that's such a, that's <laughs> such a cool story wow yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, and yes. years ago, like those kids wouldn't have had like anything like that to to make them like they've created their own community, right? Yes, it was community. Yeah, that's fantastic. God. Yeah. Did, you show, did you show them what we're working on? <laughs> I, I, I was a supply teacher at that school for one day, and I was like, "Oh, they're never going to ask me back," um, which is cool as well. They're cool as well, but I was like, you know, guys, this is not financial literacy, and they go. No, 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 that's okay. And they were still leaning in. And it was their body language that really, I was like, wow, you can be ready to sort of have a fight with me type of thing. And then suddenly just ready to write, let's sit around the table and let's discuss this. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a similar sort of thing years ago. We went to, a, uh, what was it? I think it was Mount Eliza. So we had like a relationship between the schools. It was a group of year eight kids. And this was like, we were like 
like years ago when uh, Minecraft was sort of taboo in schools. Yes. It was like, yeah. it was like just at the start of that, it's like, oh, it's a game. It's like something bad or whatever. Went in and I was like doing a, a, a prayers to these kids. And um, there was like a group at the front, like with their iPads, because they had like one-to-one iPads in school. And they're like giggling and doing something up. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they were like hiding the fact that they were playing Minecraft. I'm like, no, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> that's yeah. the point of it. And it just like flipped it. Like they, 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 they thought they were doing something like naughty or bad. So akin to like what they were doing like with their cryptocurrencies, like it's, it's really fascinating mm-hmm. when it flips. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I derailed a little bit, but testimonials, no. I think, from learners are very important. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, and then that is great to round out this section. And then this next part we'll be going through, this is going to be going through the all 10 different aspects of this overall process. And then we'll be splitting things. We'll be getting even a little bit more focus on what we'll be delivering on for the actual marketing. So this first one is, is really basic, but the books that we selected, this is just meant to show like, this is one way that we can go about marketing is we have these books. One way we can go about it is sharing book quotes on Twitter. Um, we can share book quotes on Instagram, on the Discord server, just show people where we're getting some of this content so that they can find more resources that they can expand their own knowledge. And then we could also have them People could also share questions as prompts um, that could turn into just different questions that we even include into the curriculum down the road. So I'm just going to leave that one right there. And the rest of these, I think we can really dive into to how we want to do things more creatively here. So for the community aspect, this is really for project status updates and ecosystem growth. So. This, we have the virtual events that we'll be doing for Mozilla Hubs. Um, Gordon was talking about D work, which looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stacking pool onboarding initiative will be just like a way that we're going to build community about people that are contributing to the overall network. And then BTC.us names, that's how mm-hmm. people will be able to transact and communicate in a sense with, with this. And then the actual platforms that this could, we could talk about community on or Twitter, Discord, EPF. I didn't know what that was. I just saw that today, Kieran. It's, it's pretty cool. So it like talks to Twitter. So essentially like it's um, uses MetaMask to talk to Twitter, but it's built on top of it. So anything that you peep gets hashed on the Ethereum blockchain and then tweeted out as well. So like the idea is like unstoppable tweets. It's pretty cool. Um, but then I read this morning that um, MetaMask is doing KYC. <laughs> it's like, what? So like any any um, MetaMask account that's not, I think it's like by November, if you haven't done KYC with MetaMask for it, it meaning know your customer, mm. um, they're killing the accounts. I'm like, wow. wow. It's the next level. So yeah, it's uh, huge. That's going to kill a lot of projects. <laughs> that's really interesting. Um, are there any other social media platforms that would be good to focus on for? Can I just show building? you something? I'll put my camera. I'll ask my kids and get back to you. 
Can you see a book that um, I've got in front of my camera? What's the title of it? And you don't get upset. <laughs> yeah, but you get upset. And it's a classic about kids wanting everything or wanting what everybody else has got and what can you do about it? I mean, it's, yeah. um, it's a classic book and children's books get a very, I'm, I'm using that in other books in something that mm. I've been asked to write, uh, write about the power of books. Um, mm. Very exciting to see how big messages, mm. um, an exciting project because very big messages and the target is parents and teachers, important yep. issues and matters can be conveyed so clearly and pro promote discussion by yep. a, a picture book. <laughs> That's Karen. That's a really interesting idea, um, and uh, I think I um, mentioned a card game idea in a similar sort of vein that uh, opens up conversations around um, around what people think cryptocurrency means, and it can be played around the table with kids in the family home or maybe in pastoral care groups at school. But again, coming back to simple messages, um, I think it would be a lovely project to do from the School of Bitcoin if we could maybe, just as an idea to put out there, to do something um, like you get what you get, but for uh, definance, de literacy. Um, mm. It, and that would be really, yeah, a really cool project, I think, to get a message out on a really simple level. Yeah, for so sure. Are you thinking even like bringing that together with the game, like bridging that, like bringing um, that together? Yeah, maybe. I have actually started, um, I've actually put together some key ideas for that game. Maybe next, um, maybe I could, um, yeah, the Jill's card game idea, but maybe I could actually yeah. put that forward somewhere so that, um, Karen and other people who are interested maybe could have a look at that. I mean, it's a smaller part to what we've got here. This is much bigger framework, but it'd be very exciting to maybe share what I'm thinking um, because I think it would feed into some of those big questions like um, Peter suggested on what the why is um, and some of the questions that Karen's talked about with regards to the thinking questions. Um, so maybe if there was a place, a smaller place for us to actually look at those cards um yeah. and, and feed them in what are your thoughts i'm wondering if we could build the card game on stacks yeah so like each of the cards yeah actually hashing onto the btc blockchain so you cr we create them on github like we said before yeah uh, so we run through the process of a dow for the for the card game yep then the end or the once we sort of finalize a version so we have like different versions once they get updated yeah. on github yeah, then yeah. hash each of the cards on on stacks i reckon they'd love it I, I think i think they would and i think from that and the brainstorming and also the sort of the final sort of card game that came out of that karen i think it would be wonderful to actually weave that into a simple um book for kids about managing um this new wave of money system that's coming out and we could potentially bring in somebody who would do the simple graphics that would go with it um because you'd need the pictures you know the sort of that animated sort of um, cartoony type picture to walk mm. it through but it would be simple and I think once you had done the brainstorming on something like the card game you could then condense really you know take that message down to Karen a little I'm, I'm assuming a little bit like the the ideas in the book that you just showed us and I think it'd be very powerful and I think it would feed into our social media campaign 
Mm. Jill, I'd yeah. be very happy to work with you on that. And oh. what I've found, I'm working on this other project I'm doing, looking at global issues through a child's yeah. eyes with teachers yes. and parents. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the books that the team of us are getting together and working on is really, it's, it's so powerful. So I'd yes. be very happy to work with you. Oh, super. <laughs> that Thank sounds you. awesome. Yeah, so like each, each of the cards would be like an NFT. So we're hashing them. It's on the BTC blockchain. I'm like, I'm sure we could even apply for another grant specific to that because that's a pretty cool project. Yeah, yeah. Would have a lot of impact on the community as well. Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. What are the rules of the card game? The rule. Oh, Jeremy, such a good question. So I've actually written. I, I, I will actually get this. I'll clean up my draft because I've been working on it for the past week and I actually have written the rules of the the card game so basically it's not competitive the whole idea going back to that why is so that it's opening up the conversation so you've got a deck of cards basically and um you you get into your you know your your groups and basically um you've got one two three on the cards and the person in front of you who's working with you will say question two and so you have to look at question two and you go oh question two okay and then you read it to the the next person and they have to think about it but they're all thinking it's it's really opening up and exploring ideas about what you think you know so there's no wrong answer but if you can't do if they say to you question three and you go oh you just go pass and then you put it down it's it's not i've not organized it so it's a competitive you know i win you lose it's it's a conversation game okay that's fabulous yeah. <laughs> like sort of a trivial pursuit sort of style right yeah something like that um and some of those games have really taken off big time. I'm just trying to think. Um, they're the kind of games that you buy for your family for Christmas because you want to sit down and actually have a laugh, but also, yeah, think, test your knowledge a little bit and have a bit of fun. Yeah. Mm. Now, I reckon that'd be so fun. Let's definitely yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you okay. have a read as well if you when, when you're ready to sort of share the what you've got down that'll be awesome okay. Uh, okay it'll be in draft form but if i can maybe i'll clean it up a bit today and i might just put it out there to everybody um Ooh. and feel free to dive in add change and let's see where we go with it yeah and, and like you say then um even if it's in draft format it's something that we should be applying for a grant even in retrospect to sort of you know um well move it forward but mop up sort of what we're sort of discussing as well because i think it will help us take it to that next stage with a lot of the questions that have i think come in the frontal part of this this particular meeting yeah yeah mm -hmm. well my, like my initial thinking was like from the grant like the anz grant that we get we stack all that create a multi-sig wallet sort of between all of us mm. fun projects like that but i think that's so tightly knit with what we're doing yeah. it kind of makes sense to build it like on stacks to begin with okay that's cool okay it's exciting <laughs> very exciting there's something that um people may be wary about is this is all this talk about money are we trying to yes. say oh yeah you can get whatever you can get anything you just you've got enough money and yes. what does money mean and what does being rich mean and all yes. those sorts of things and when that's not what we're looking at at all it's more no. about equity everybody having a fair go <laughs> and knowing yeah. how they can get that and um again coming back to children's books there's a little book called um how to be rich 
And it's about mm. a little kid who's miserable talking to another kid and said, oh, I'm so miserable. I've got nothing. Oh, you and showed me that. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's classic. <laughs> and the mm. way it talks that, and this little girl says to him, but what's, what's, what happens when you lose a tooth? Does the tooth fairy give you something? Yes. And if that's how much a tooth is worth, what would a foot <laughs> be worth or a leg? <laughs> and, and it just goes on. And he said, but I can't give you anything. And, he, and um, she says to him, but you can give me a smile. Oh. your friendship um look how rich we can be with play together so just trying to change That's beautiful yeah, yeah. Just talking about values and concepts 100 yeah. karen well that's that's kind of what we we touched on last week as well so like once you have so like once you get to a certain point with uh financial literacy i suppose or de-financial literacy um you have responsibility and i think that's that's the mm. that's the key so we're creating a community of people that are sort of responsible for each other and and trying to help other people. So it's not, yeah, it's it's a big big thing to to um to to keep in the back of your mind. Like it's yeah, it's not a, a get rich quick thing. That's not what we're building. It's a community to, to help people. And the more people to achieve their goals, and goals aren't always related to money, but how to have the opportunities to learn more or experience more or different things. Yeah. These are great. Um, anything else? For the there's, a, there's a few in the in the chat, I think. Oh yeah. From Peter and Michelle. Oh yeah, meetings here. How to invest your pocket money? Oh, you guys got to go, dear. Yeah? Ten thirty. Right. No problems. Oh, thank, thanks for jumping in, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Really ex ex excellent right, comments. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> We still have another 10 minutes, so we'll stick yeah, around. Yeah, we'll stick around. <laughs> um, it's interesting just reading those comments as well and just thinking about, I suppose, again, from a really macro perspective, it's almost like, I feel like, I don't know, whether or not we're a publisher ourselves with the School of Bitcoin. In, in fact, you know, could we take on sort of as we move forward with products, are we publishing, are we sort of like a, almost like a, a publisher? Or, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit crazy to think about. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you've already got your Substack, the Substack series. Yeah, definitely publish. Well, and that, that's a that's a big uh, big point as well um, that we'll probably touch base on maybe next week or the week after. Um, yeah. One of my friends who sort of knows uh, the whole um, like the difference between all the um, the different copy copyright copy left they call it. Um, <laughs> so like all the open source, um, uh, what do they call them? So there's like different, I can't think of the word. Anyway, different licenses that you can put onto them um, anyway and the difference between them. So I think that'll be key. Um, so yeah, definitely publishers, but how do we want to do that? And like what, what license do we want to put on that as a community? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Peter. Uh, it's not crazy. Definitely a publisher. Thank you. Oh, Michelle, thank you. <laughs> great. Yeah. It, it's great it's great how these brainstorming sessions you suddenly sort of see what you're doing also in a different an additional light and you think actually yeah that's yeah i hadn't seen it in that light that's right and it's also really respectful to make sure we acknowledge when we use things that we've learned from other people like when i said before about what do you think you know think puzzle explore is a project zero harvard thinking routine yes yes and, it is um, and you know what, what, is, what is it yeah uh, project zero okay Harvard Graduate School of Education. 
Okay. Um, all right. This next section, is, this was, we drew these out last week, but this would be, okay, if we were sharing on social media, we could share videos and memes about individual and societal health. Um, so this, this was related to, there were videos about hash rates, the um, digital energy, the Bitcoin as a battery, thermodynamics. So it's different videos like that about how the school of Bitcoin is learning from different videos and, and creating um, original videos about the about what we're working on. So any any ideas here? Yeah, I just threw, threw those in um, this morning, yeah. creating our own. Um, I think that'd be so as opposed to my crappy video that's on the website, <laughs> it'd be good to get a, a high quality one actually um, explaining what we're trying to do. And within that, I guess, weave in the, the concept of a virtual school. Um, and the, the other big thing that I just threw it in was uh, like, a, I haven't found a good video for it, but if we come across one or maybe we create our own is the um, hash rate explainer video. So like why that's important um, as opposed to looking at uh, price. Cause I think that's, it's a huge thing where people get stuck. Um, so yeah, at some point creating that or finding something that, that sort of explains it. Yeah. All right. What's what's this uh, LBRY? LBRY is fantastic. So basically, it's akin to um, Peepeth actually, but it's its own blockchain, and it's like a decentralized YouTube. So basically, you have um, nodes all over the world. It's got it's proof of work as well, and your videos sit on a distributed network. Um, and basically can't be deleted like YouTube deletes a lot of student work, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is just awful. So we, we've actually been using it um, for a number of years, but we actually did, uh, actually Karen and Mahain interviewed the um, the CEO, uh, I think it was in the, like the last lockdown. We um, just reached out to him and he set up like a, um, a fund for students to create their own videos and stuff, which is really cool. But um, it's what I love about it as well is you can actually sync it to your YouTube channel. So at the moment we can't. So the Bitcoin aggregated site that I run, um, you need for the YouTube channel, you need 300 subscribers to be able to sync it. So I think we're up to like 111 or something. So once we hit 300, I'll just sync them. So it'll be YouTube front end, pushing everything out to LBRY. So utilizing that blockchain. That's awesome. All right. Have we, have we created an Instagram? I don't think we have. I, I don't use Instagram at all, so I've got no idea. Oh. Neither do I. <laughs> I, really, I really just put that in because I do. So if, yeah. uh, if I wanted to put a presence there, I could definitely help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I also um, do, and I follow a lot of Instagrams as well. So I think. I think it, it is a really good way of getting the message out to a, a different range of people, a different demographic. So I agree. Yeah, I'd be happy to, to help you with that, Jack. Awesome. Student claymation project for video competition. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's this? Peter, can you explain that? So, um, so you could have kids um, creating claymations about 
what Bitcoin is to them and the financial literacy. So this is a video that our son created um, and he does a whole lot of gory claymations as well, but there's one of his cleaner ones. <laughs> you can do it with a phone and some Play-Doh. That's what that was done with and a, a thing of Maltesers for that. Um, but he now has professional claymation play that he uses on the other videos so yeah he could explain uh, some of this questions yeah. like stacking. so we can get Ari in to explain one day let's let's hire him to make our videos from now on he's 12 brilliant I'll ask him and talk to him what was that I'll talk to him about this project yeah, so let it leave it with him to see if he can come up with something and like in relation to his animations with clay. Yeah, that'd be so fun. That that's yeah. amazing. It's a bit cheeky too because it's taking it to the real world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love it. How cool! Yeah, definitely put a note about that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh yeah, put that in the. Like I put it in the creative story, but that's actually a video. So let me put it over here too. And, and things awesome. that um, happen through, through through this um, can actually make the news. Like for example, in in Melbourne this week, there's a festival called Moomba, get together and have fun, and it's the first time we've been able to have it for it's for two years because of COVID. And part of it is a huge parade down the street with all sorts of fancy floats. Now children this year have been asked to design the floats and to design things for the for the parade and oh. some children um, designed huge walking puppets and talked about what they designed and how they designed it and that was a really important news feature last night how these little kids had drawn what they wanted and now they're coming out and seeing these big puppets in action all colorful like they their drawings and you know to catch people's attention in a news item especially when children are involved um, and valued equally <laughs> as all the artists who design floats. I mean, mm. it's a wonderful way of getting to a very mixed audience who will probably be looking because news is one thing most mm. people watch at some stage. Yeah, brilliant. Any other ideas for videos and you know, just different memes that we could put up for? Oh, it's hearing your story that I talked to you about on Twitter. Yeah, oh, you, you can you can explain, Jeremy. <laughs> oh no, uh, I think Karen made a comment in the um, in one of the meetings last week that we were on a just went a little bit downhill, and I kind of asked him what it was about, and he kind of briefly told me how um, be, uh, yeah, the department yeah. shut everything down. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, yeah. So like the the uh, school I was at is turned very traditional. Um, that's sort of putting it mildly, but um, yeah, doing some sort of video around that as to like why we want to create a, an open learning network um, sort of from that. So like the philosophy of the school kind of living on in this project that we're developing. So, you know, um, big push for student centrism uh, historically at the school and financial literacy. So like we've been using all sorts of blockchain tech and DeFi tech for years um, at the school. And there's a lot of students that really benefited from that. And I think, yeah, bringing that into a video for this, I think, yeah, thanks for reminding me, Jeremy. That's good. <laughs> Sweet. 
I've actually got yeah one of the parents um, who did all the videos for the school. Um, I might reach out to him because he's he does some great work, really really nice editing, and he actually works for ANZ I think, like doing their videos, which is like the big uh, bank bank over here. But um, yeah, I reckon it'd be cool to get his input as well. Mm. Great. I think we can keep going, but if any other ideas for videos come up, let me know and I can jump back to it and I'm in. Um, Guys, we'll have to go at yeah. this point. Um, Got to get ready for the next one. <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome anytime. And if you want to jump in uh, Wednesday, jump yeah. in. Yeah. No pressure. We'll thanks, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Thank you very much. So great. The sharing of ideas. It's wonderful. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Yeah. See you guys. All right, and this, this is kind of like B3 now with B3 now already, that's already the whole meeting we're in. So mm -hmm. this is really a continuation of what we talked about before. Let's pull that back really quick. So this was the, how we're gonna be coming up with creative ways. So partnering with Audius, um, mm -hmm. just and all that, just like little clips that we can put out there on um, social media. This is like the actual ads around it. I say ads, but it's not like we're, it's not traditional. It's just essentially just saying like the type of media that we'll be putting out in that same mm -hmm. fashion. Um, and some ideas I just put out, like there could be like short little clips of comedians talking about money in different ways, like ups and downs of it. Um, there could be a motion design of uh, like the price going up and down and relating that to someone's breathing to like remember, remind people that it's a, the price is going down that's dipping that they could still like meditate and get uh remember that uh in the long term holding is still gonna work out for them but that's just different um ideas that we come up with will essentially just be adding on to what we already did so i think we can does anyone have anything to add i think we've already covered it but if anyone else has another idea from it now it's it yep sure and the next one is portfolio is really the work that we'll be completing, displaying, and in this sense, it's really centered around the NFT minting depth. So this is when learners complete their certifications, the portfolio will be um, yeah, that, that NFT certification. And then Kieran, you were also talking about funding. Um, I think this would also be, we could kind of use a similar mechanism potentially uh, for funding through the NFTs, like if someone wanted to uh, contribute to the project in a way, yep. could uh, create something similar. Any other ways that we should be thinking about this aspect? I think this is kind of set, but um, open in. Maybe two things just off the top of my head. Um, the uh, digital portfolios on Handshake. Um, so like using the Handshake blockchain for, um, I guess decentralized digital portfolios, um, and the other thing was uh, I, I put it somewhere else um, using Fleek. So Fleek is a really cool tool that talks to GitHub. So like you have your GitHub repo, you have your GitHub uh, page, whatever it is, it automatically um, pushes it to IPFS. So if you own IPFS hash, mm. whatever you've done, and you can have literally have your well, you could have like a handshake um, digital portfolio or you create your own 
or have both, you know, one link to the other sort of thing. So, yeah, I think they're two really good tools that we should uh, incorporate here. Cool. Perfect. Okay, keep rolling and we can always come back. Um, so the essay aspect of this is writing that's going to explain the project from different technical perspectives. Uh, so we have the white paper that we're working on, the blog series. I don't know what what you would call that, Jill, that you've been working on. Have yeah. you thought of? Uh, at the moment, the blog series is sort of interspersed. I've done two so far following on from meetings that um, the last couple of weeks. I sort of want to ask a little bit about that because I think, and I think I put a note on the um, the Jamboard, uh, Jacques, um, what I might start doing is make that a weekly occurrence, but from that then potentially um, unpack it a little bit so we can actually put things into maybe Instagram or library or Twitter so that we're actually, our message is, is coming out maybe of, of well, the meetings, because that's where the the blog posts have sort of been generated from. Um, uh, but, but I'm trying to, I think I'm trying to incorporate everything that people are saying um, so that it's a, it's a community, so it's sort of written within that community um, dialogue that we're having. So if I can pull out as we move forward, at the moment it's all sort of the conversations are in the blog posts. But yeah, I think, I think I'm I think I'm just wondering how I manage that so I make sure that we've got this community dialogue that's being developed effectively. Yeah, brilliant. It makes a lot of sense. Um, the other one I threw in there was the Hive blockchain. I don't know if we want to use that or not, just, just throwing it out there. It's basically a, a fork of uh, Steam. So Steam is like a blogging platform uh, built on its own blockchain. Some guys have spun it off into the Hive blockchain. Seems to get a lot of um, attraction, like a lot of people utilizing it. So might be something we look at, maybe even like, cool. you know, reposting from Substack to that at some stage. Yes, uh, that was my other question with Substack is at the moment, the blog posts and the meetings, it's not, well, they're cluttered. It will get very cluttered. The moment we haven't done very many, um, there's a podcast op option within Substack, but there's no video and podcasts. So essentially your videos of your meetings sit there within the articles. So we will get to a position where you won't be able to find anything very easily. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter at this stage because at the moment we're building up a repository of writing. And I think it's important that the writing, I think I said last meeting, the writing has to sort of be built up like that because you never know when you're going to need that information, whether it's for a book that's published or whether it's for articles that are published, because you can go back to that set of sort of continual like almost like diarized writing um but yeah it will get messy yeah true very true i'll have to um have a think about that yeah just that management um yeah yeah and medium is another good tool yeah yes medium is good yeah i know medium like i've used it in the past and it has an actual publication within it where you can have different categories that might help with yeah. if we start talking about topics. But then I also want to keep in mind, especially with all of these, um, some things that Jeremy, you brought up before, just wanting us to stay focused with all of these. I mean, we're kind of throwing these out, but I think for, mm -hmm. for each of these sections, we can settle on the ones that are the priority. Like for this one, it would be, Substack would be the priority. And then yep. 
everything else would be derivative of derivatives of that. So yeah, okay. yeah, agreed. I think I'm just not necessarily subsec. Whatever we decide, it seems like that is. I think subsec's the way to go. Um, okay. It's easy to use. Very easy. And it talks to people's emails really like. People just get, get your info. It's, it's quite yeah. cool. Yeah, you own your audience on Substack too. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick question for you. Uh, interviews with, I mean, Kieran, um, you obviously did the interview with Brave New Coin. Have we thought down the track, maybe not too far down the track with regards to, you know, the Paul Barons or um, what Bitcoin did? Um, have we thought about extending sort of that, that message and that reach to that yeah, next stage? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone anytime. <laughs> I've mm. actually reached out to Peter from um, oh, okay. what Bitcoin did. And he's yeah. just, like, why? He's just inundated. So it was, I was actually going to do a show with him, God, I think like two years ago. Mm. Um, even then, he was just like way too busy. So, Is he really? Wow. Yeah, I think he's just got like a laundry list of people that he's, you know, going to talk to. So he's probably okay. not the one to, to um, hit up, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, other podcasts for sure. Okay, no worries. I just thought, um, yeah, all right. Well, we'll maybe make a, a list of, of who's who and yeah. Great idea. Mm. Great idea. There's interesting. Yeah, interesting that he's got such, uh, he's always, his show's great. I always listen to his show. Like, um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, that one that he did on the weekend. I don't know whether you listened to it, but it's fascinating on the Ukraine crisis. And it wasn't about Bitcoin at all. It was, um, a very interest very intricate intense and and interesting um understanding of the con the current ukrainian crisis i can really recommend it yeah. ah cool yeah really he's, a, he's a really good interviewer he, yes he really, um he asks really good questions and then kind of sits back like i like how i like his style oh, i do too yeah all right and this next section is really it's a story so previously it was the essay so it's like white paper articles and then this is more of like a creative writing creative perspectives for the projects imaginative ways to think about what the school of bitcoin is so this could be as an example it's like nft characters that become different actors in a, a comic series the claymation video that they were peter and what's sorry what's your name again uh michelle michelle peter and michelle we're talking about yeah. And then children's book designed from card games. Like that's kind of where this is more like the creative writing mm. aspect of yep. this that we kind of plug plug different ideas. So feel free to put anything else out. Yep. That's cool. I think yeah, I'm really excited about the um the card game for sure. Let's let's get that yeah. off. Yeah. And then this is what this is actually about, right? So B7 Learn is about the uh the course. Uh, that will be provided to the community or different courses so within this is like how to create a days uh how to create the the learning network i guess would be more yep then kieran i saw you added some yeah well i thought these might be good sort of um jump off points so like stacks basics um lighting basics like I think World of Satoshi would be good to sort of partner with for that because um, they haven't got much content like um, video content that actually runs you through like how their software works. Admittedly, it's pretty straightforward. Like you don't probably don't need that much, but 
um, even just like what a L URL is and like why you would want that and rah, rah, rah. Um, then Xverse, I was like, I've just been playing with that. Um, actually, uh, Tiggs as well, who's in the, in the um, Discord, he's uh, jumped onto that as well. Just running through how it works and maybe creating a, um, a walkthrough on that. And then what was the other one? Oh yeah, and then um, yeah, the BTC.us. So I think that's probably important for anyone who's part of the like community um, just to create their own um, domain names because it's quite uh, quite cool, cool piece mm -hmm. of tech that's built on Stack. So yeah, creating like just uh, the basics around that and putting it out there. Yeah, and then these were some of the platforms that we could promote those different uh, different walkthroughs and tutorials on. Oh, Gitbook. I was, yeah, really, I totally forgot about that. I'm so keen to, mm. to use that. I reckon that, that'd that be great. Uh, cool. A great way for us to sort of visualize some curriculum around the stuff that we're writing there. So let's, um, let's definitely use that. All right, keep rolling. Uh, this next section is for the, the gaming uh, related to the community. So I think we've got this, this card game. If we want to talk any more about this, I'm open to throw more ideas out. Uh, but I think we got some good information here before. Anything else you want to expand on? Play the game. Do, do they play it through video chat? Because you said they have to talk to each other. and. Yeah, good question. So I'd envisaged initially actually being real cards. So I, I have a box, um, Jeremy, that is the art of conversation. Um, and the art of conversation is literally physical cards that you sit down and you actually have those conversations. So it opens up. So the, the problem would be that people don't have conversations enough. So it sits you down and gives you the opportunity to chat about life matters so i took the idea from about life matters and actually physically sitting down and having those conversations to a physical box of cards but i'm open to it um being obviously a virtual game and taking that whole idea into the gaming sort of realm um i think i think it's just a moment at a basic concept i'll share like i say i've been working on it for the past week well actually since i spoke to to you about it, Kieran. So I'm at a stage where I've probably got about 100 cards. And wow. yeah, if you take it and then share, then your minds with regards to gaming and um, how we could, you know, make it a digital product, um, you know, take over and, and make it into sort of, you know, this, this community idea. Yeah. Let's do both. Why not both? I think so. And I, I saw it in my mind as being a great Christmas game that parents go, you know, parents need to, they have to physically still buy Christmas gifts and to actually be talking about crypto ideas over Christmas. I could so see it being a bestseller selling on Amazon, you know, like that, that crazy game. What was it? Um, I'm thinking of it in the black box that came out about uh, yeah where you're just rude to everyone or yeah 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 and you can't yeah. play it with your mum and dad because you know you think oh I don't want to ask those questions but at the same time everybody just loves it and you sit around and you just go oh that's a cool question it's not quite like that but at the same time people are crypto curious and therefore sitting around when you've got you know quiet time and having those conversations is actually a great way of having a bit of fun but having the conversation yeah. That's a great. Uh, it was Cards oh, Against Humanity, so wasn't cute. it? Yes, 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 it was. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah, but it that's went viral, a, right? 
Crypto Curious. I like that as a name. That's cool. Yeah. Crypto Curious Conversations or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> Very cool. But if you did it as a as a game um, in you know gaming space as well as you know a sort of a move from these cards. Like I say, I'll throw out in rough draft what I've got and we can work with it. Yeah. I'm keen, Jeremy, for what you think. So I'll yeah, I'll get it okay. to you. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, yeah, and then a couple of platforms I was thinking, I mean, since this is gaming, which is a big game community, I'm not a big gamer, but I really have a lot of respect for how that community operates. Um, so I, I don't know much about it, but <laughs> I think that could potentially be a good way to yeah, spread the world. Sure. But we could potentially play it over Twitch, I suppose. That'd, that'd be... Uh, yeah. Sort of launch it on there. Yeah, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Jeremy, what are some what are some of the better gaming platforms that you've run through? Gaming platform. Well, the most popular PC or, one would be Steam. Steam. Yeah. yeah. Steam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's what um Crypto Crisis is on, which is actually going to be free today because I've uh, moved it over to. No, really. Oh, free. Cool. Yeah. So you can download Crypto Crisis Education Edition for free now. Okay. Thank oh, you. I will do that. Um. So that's the big winners. Other than that, it's like, I guess, console's a little bit harder to get into and develop for. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But then you've got like some other free, small free indie game sites like uh, GOG and stuff like that. Um, I think, um, what's the, the Unreal Unreal platform? Um, uh, Epic, Epic, Epic Game Store? Yeah, there's an Epic Game Store. So Steam and Epic Game Store are kind of... Uh, so Epic Game yep. Store um, actually let you uh run games with nfts as well and i don't think steam does so that might be something we think about mm -hmm. mm. don't ask me how it works with nfts but i've just read that it does so. <laughs> mm. right, but almost great. for this for this card game i don't even think you really need a platform you could just develop it all on just have a website for it and then market it like that yeah, 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 yeah. I'll mm. yeah, yeah. oh, so say like, yeah, like web base, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just a web base, yeah. Mm. Okay. What what we, we talked about before as well is like having different versions and then having learners actually create cards. So we have like version, like a version history. Then I think like next step is like actually hashing that on the, um, on stacks for each of the cards and it was like this is this edition this is this edition and you know learners sort of have ownership over them because mm. it's obviously going to get bigger and bigger oh yeah you could totally create as a df2 the, the card game idea yeah yeah cool maybe even do like authentication with um pyro or something mm. yeah another aspect <laughs> sorry to throw more ideas at it yeah and this last section is really just the data structure of it so this is really where github the repository comes in so all of this for all these different sections we'll be able to just save in to the uh, the, the repo and that will allow people to clone and they'll be able to see all the different values that we're plugging in for this for the overall strategy and then build on it from there. So 
I think one of the other big aspects of this uh, portfolio is the, um, I guess also like the, the tokenomics or not tokenomics, but just the actual mechanisms for how the, the pool works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me put that in here. So you already started using that, Kieran? Yeah, so that, um, yeah, called X, Xverse. Yeah, Xverse. So it's pretty interesting the way it works. So basically you get, um, let's see if I can get into this, it's a bit laggy. Um, you get, what do they call it? Oh, here we go, an errors occurred. <laughs> um, there's like, uh, they don't call it blocks, they call it something else. Delegations. So like you have X amount of time to get into a pool before the next round. I think it's like every 12 hours or something. Um, but yeah, it's quite, quite interesting. I think it's, oh, mine's actually gone through. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So I've got like the seed transaction hash, contact address, and then the function is the, the delegation. Um, and then it sort of puts, a, it gives you a block number for that and timestamp and all the rest of it. Um, but it says like, in terms of the payout, um, the rewards, next payout in a month plus. So I don't know, <laughs> it's like, there's not much, and there's not much online sort of running through this. So it'd be good for us to create um, like some content around that, but I'm still kind of learning. So once, once we kind of get our heads around that, I think it'll be good to create content for everybody else. All right, and that's really, that's it for this. And I saw Kieran, you added a slide here. Yeah, just quickly, just to yeah. thoughts. Um, so I was thinking, yeah, Gitbook, obviously for the curriculum. So like what we um, sort of decide for um, like the, the sort of core or the, the basic curriculum that we're gonna build out um, to begin with, how hard do you reckon it would be to figure out Pyro authentication to like a type form. Um, so I think there's a bunch of type forms that you can spin up to have quizzes. So we just do like a basic quiz. This is the curriculum we've gone through, pyro authentication to that, and then optional NFT cert. I mean, I was thinking even the mm -hmm. NFT certification we could just do manually for the moment, like if it's if it's a big process to actually build it. Um, but I thought that hyro authentication to get to the Typeform website might be a cool, cool thing that maybe isn't too hard to build out off the bat, but I'm not too sure. Um, have you have you had to play around with with Clarity or anything, Jacques? I, I mean, I, that's no. I signed up for that course. Didn't didn't finish it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, trying trying to to make sense of all this was a little bit more daunting than I thought. I can't also bring on learning a language unfortunately yeah but i have I've, I've cloned the the site and everything so i know how to do authentication to a website like okay oh cool how, i mean just it's kind of built into the nft marketplace as it is so as you click the button you have to authenticate and then it gives you access to uh to to go through it so we could use that same mechanism that we already we have i think we have the marketplace cloned to the, the school of bitcoin yeah we have the repository to the github we can use that same authentication mechanism to then give access to the, the type form. 
Brilliant. Theoretically. That's awesome. I think we should, we, should be able to, we should be able to use that. Cool, cool. Uh, I, formed, I didn't even think of that. That's perfect. That's a perfect way to do this. And it's a easy way to get it started. Friendly. Yeah. Like it's, um, and I think like the, the Git, Git book looks really nice as well. So like you, you read through everything, we can bang in videos, whatever. And then mm -hmm. specific questions to that. And then here's your NFT. So if you so wish, <laughs> maybe you don't want an NFT certification. That's cool. Um, yeah. But I think maybe that part we just do manually for the time being. So like someone finishes, they contact us, submit, and we're like, all right, here you go. We'll, we'll set you up. Um, I think for now that's kind of the, the best way to go. Um, in my Sweet. in my mind, anyway. I don't know. Does anyone else have any any input for that? Have we lost Karen? Uh, Karen's gone, is she? No. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> We're good there, yeah. Man. She must have dropped off. That's all right. Um, yeah. Does that does that make sense to you, Jill? Yeah, it, it does. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it, with regards to these courses. Um, I've, I've done the same, taken a lot. This learning curve for me, um, you know, I've had to put a lot of energy and effort into taking my head from being very financially literate in the traditional sense to needing to, I felt, um, be financially literate in the decentralized financial literacy sense so i've actually taken myself on that journey um and what i was going to say jacques was it's interesting the number of courses i've paid for on udemy to get me intro into blockchain or intro into nfts and i haven't finished most of the courses but i've got <laughs> from them what i needed um you know yeah. so I've done the crazy thing where I actually wanted to make an NFT out of a poem that I wrote, you know, um, so taking my world to that world was my goal. Um, and I managed to get it there. I don't think I finished the course and I don't know whether I could replicate it, but it's funny how I'm pulling out what I need to do in order. And my big why is because I need to be financially literate in a new space. Um, so, yeah, I suppose. It, yeah, one, it's interesting that we're not all finishing our courses and not all getting our certificates and it doesn't matter. But two, um, our big whys are changing. Um, and for some people like myself, I know I need to be on board this train, but um, we need to be getting a lot more people understanding their why. Yep, for sure. Yeah. I'm just, I was just looking at the, um, the flow of the curriculum to assessment and then NFT. And um, because they're all on different systems, I'm just thinking of the gamification, how that would actually work. Because then you'd have to have some kind of um, external service that tracks well, well, that is able to like be a part of all of these other, do you know what I mean? Like, um, for example, if a student is going to come in, is going to do a curriculum on Gitbook, then that needs to be the state of them starting to learn the curriculum needs to be recorded somewhere. And then, for example, when they do the assessment through Typeform, the results need to be updated into the same place. And then you can say, oh, okay, you've done this course, this is your assessment, this is your grade. Um, and then all the gamification stuff can happen in the back end and then there's appropriate cert can be spit it up. Um, yeah, so that's just, sorry, that's just thoughts off to my head. I'll probably see, ponder see. on this a little bit more. So you're saying like we should have one one platform for everything sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking like if 
I'm thinking about how gamification could work across multiple platforms. Okay. And that makes that quite complicated. Yeah, I, get I you. guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's I mean, impossible, I, but yeah. Yeah, I guess really what Gitbook is just like a markdown uh, web page, right? So I guess that yeah. wouldn't be too hard to code into any website. Yeah. And you, we can, in a form, like if we're just asking them to fill out a form, I think that would, that would be pretty simple to, maybe we could just, yeah. if we win as the web app, we could just do it all in one. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of building work to do, work. but I guess it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is kind of pretty as well, right? So we use like yeah. off the shelf stuff, get it running, and like even the NFT part, like certification, if we have to, mm. just do that manually for the time being. And I think that's it's a jump off point. So yeah, like definitely yeah, yeah. roadmap, like we. Um, yeah. So what? So use all this to quickly build out. Yeah, like a prototype to see. Yeah. Yeah, if it yep. works, and then yeah, for sure. And see how it works with um, with learners sort of going through it, mm -hmm. um, and engagement. Sort of see, all right, well, this part works, this doesn't. Let's get rid of that. Introduce yep. this, because um, I think like we're all kind of just learning like what what like, how to actually deliver this content at the same time. So it's um, but yeah, I like that. So if we're gonna do the gamification, like so it'd be I was I was like saying like last week. Um, something akin to crypto zombies i really like like and the kids really love that like um the gamification aspect but you're learning learning solidity like the language without really um realizing that you're learning it like i really yeah. it was really cool so yeah something akin to that would be awesome yeah crypto zombies very cool great that's all I've got. Um, down to talk about anything else that you wanna. Um, well, I, I was thinking this um, this week I might start. Should have we got a, a Git? Have you got a Git book account already, Jacques? Or should I spin one up? I do have a Git book account, but it's, it's it's everyone logs in with their GitHub. Yeah. So the Git account would be. Yeah, I think I could probably create one and I might be able to connect it to the School of Bitcoin repository potentially. I don't know. I can, I'll look into it and see. Otherwise, I'll just, I'll just buy one. But um, yeah, I was thinking maybe this way we start putting in some of the curriculum stuff. Um, really, really the, the what are we calling mm. it? The bit basic. So start, start building that out in there. Um, and yeah, start building out a type form as well. So if we have those two things, <clears throat> then we can figure out the Haro integration or if you have an idea on how to do that already we could have a play with that so with the type form you can in, yeah you can just embed that in any website you have right yeah yeah, yeah. so it should be easy enough awesome yeah. cool cool well this was such a good meeting thanks again for yeah. drawing all this up it's awesome Jacques. You're no yeah absolutely magic. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really, cool. it's really starting right. to take good shape it is. Jill, did you manage to get onto um, Discord? Uh, no, I think it's a job I need to do today. Um, yeah, you're right. I think, I think yeah. yeah, thanks for um, for suggesting we just bring everything together into that. Together. I think, I think yeah. it's the way to go. I think it's a better <laughs> idea. Yeah, I saw that on Keybase this morning, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, Well, Keybase is cool, but I think like just in terms of, um, you know, well, the, the, the community 
uh, Stacks community wanted us to use Discord anyway, Discord. but yeah. in terms of getting outreach to as many people as possible, seems like the way to go. That's a good idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool. So is everyone okay for Wednesday? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's leave it there and we'll we'll chat on Wednesday. All right. Cool. Thank you. See you later. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Have a good day.